because I don't hear your air conditioning. We are live. All right, everyone. Hello. Welcome to Out of This World with Joan and Alan. Yes, you heard it right. Today is the launch of our new show. So we're really happy to see all of you, one and all, no matter what galaxy or planet you may be from. And we are very excited. We're starting off our, our new show with the Galactic Warrior today. We'll be discussing things like cosmic origins, galactic warriors, solar flares. What's our purpose? So we have quite a show today. Yeah, and you Joan, are. I'm really happy to do this with you because we found out we have a lot in common. We have a similar background, similar interests. And my new realities channel has been exploring the whole cosmology of this time that's unfolding now. I think Ismael is a, is a great first guest for this new series. So let's go for it. Yes. I love it. I just love the way you do it. And I've been exploring UFOs, ETs, had my own encounters forever. So we are very happy to introduce this cosmic warrior. All right. We have Ishmael Perez already. Everyone knows him. He's an internet sensation, really. And just a brief thing about him, Cosmic Origins, um, he is, he, he's the number one bestseller, his new book, Our Cosmic Origin. I understand you have a second book as well, and you're a cosmic ambassador, galactic historian, and starseed. What do you think of that, Alan? I think that's that's all we need to do, is talk to Ismail, <laughs> he covers everything. So, all right, welcome. Yeah, welcome. I'm interested in how you started to tune into this whole other level of reality. You know, most people walk around sort of like that and they just do what they're told. What woke you up or maybe you came in that way? Well, I've always felt different um, ever since I, you know, questioned everything. I didn't really I felt like this reality was. Um, so my whole life, I, I was the odd duck, you know. So when I was a teenager, um, I, I was a very abstract thinker. I used to like daydream in the back. Uh, but really, I was just. And um, when I first started, I started that. Is it just me or is it your sound? You're dropping out a little bit. Your sound is dropping out for some reason. Sound? Okay. Yeah, you're... I have a feeling this is going to happen. One second. Okay. 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 Why right. don't you well, sum up what he just said? <laughs> I'm not even sure what he just said. No, he said he always felt different and he always started to question things. And, and I think he came in a little different than the normal person. Yeah. Yes. I think you came well, can you guys too. hear me now? Yeah, oh, that's much better. Oh, you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. One second. Thank you so much. Oh, now we can't sure. see you yet. There you are. All right. So, yeah, so you're telling us how different you've always been. Yes, ever since I was a kid, I've always felt different. You know, I didn't fit in. I questioned everything. Um, it was very hard for me to adapt. Uh, nobody wanted to be my friend just because maybe on an intuitive level, everybody knew I was different. So I didn't really have friends growing up. I was always a lone loner. Where um, was that you grew up? Which part of the country? Oh, California. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I was always a learn loner, you know, and that really allowed me to go within. So as a kid, I was very, um, very abstract. Yeah. I would sit in the back of the class and just kind of like space off, but really I was having visions. 
Um, and so, you know, it was, it was hard for me to adapt. But at the age of 21, I started learning how to meditate. Um, I started getting into like, like, well, the thing is that even as a teenager, I had a thirst for knowledge. So when I was 15, I went about to, uh, to, to uncover like as much information as I can, as far as like philosophy is concerned, political science, sociology, psychology, and, and science. So as a kid, I would always go to the, uh, the local library and research as much as I can from like the age of 15 to the age of 19. I think I must have read about 600 books. And so I was always like hungry for knowledge, but it wasn't until the age of 21 when I started meditating. And then that's when I started accessing higher levels of consciousness. And then I, my interest uh, shifted from, from philosophy <laughs> to metaphysics, you know, secret information, mystery school teachings, esoteric knowledge, exopolitics, UFOs, the supernatural. And, and I just, I became a sponge to all that. So my, my um, mission started, you know, at, at an early age. And that's when I knew that my purpose here was different, you know. But then what tapped you into like, you know, people read a lot of metaphysics, but then then they they don't make the connection of their personal life and then the, the whole galactic um, association. Well, I, I felt like from the beginning, I felt like I wasn't from this world. I felt like I was sent here from somewhere else in order to do something. And so from the beginning, I, I've uh, believed that I've always been guided, you know, and I've always been monitored. I, you know, felt the presence of, of uh, Galactic Federation um, personnel around me the whole time. Um, even when I was a kid, I heard a story that I was uh, maybe one and a half to two, and I fell in this big swimming pool that was like 15 feet deep, and um, some guy just popped into, into the reality, according to my, my aunt, and he rescued me, and then when he when they turned around to thank him, he was gone. It was almost like he came wow. in through a portal. <laughs> yeah, I guess he did. So, uh, yeah, man, most definitely. So um, you know, I've always been, I, I, I I've always been monitored. So I, I I know I'm being watched, but I'm being watched by the guardian races because I am part of the guardian races. I actually belong to the uh, to the cosmic order of the emerald or the emerald order. And. and what is uh, that? That is the, um, the, the celestial organization that is overseeing the development of the multiverse. So I am a, a guardian, in other words, in human form. I'm one Did of the guardians who decided the to here? Was that part of the Emerald Tablets declaration? Uh, say that again, I'm sorry? You know the Emerald Tablets of Thoth? Was that part of their initial input into the planet? The Emerald Tablets, the Egyptian, do you know about that? Well, Thoth corrupted the original teachings. The original teachings have a lot to do with the Christed races, the law of one, the, you know, the, the uh, sacred teachings of unity, consciousness, balance, um, right. you know, and, and, and so on and so forth. And higher knowledge, of course, but Thoth corrupted it. Yeah, Thoth was actually um, work. He, he was infiltrated and compromised by the Draco. Oh, right. oh, oh. Yeah. Well, go ahead, John. I don't want to hog the questions. I have so many. <laughs> Uh, We're so hysterical because, you know, we just have been diving in. There's a lot to talk to you about. So you awoken to the fact that you are a galactic ambassador, a galactic warrior. What does that mean to you in a sense? It's, it means that um, my purpose here is greater than just waking up and working a nine to five job and having a family with kids. That's what that means to me. It means to me that um, my, my my mission on earth is, is – uh, is in service to humanity. It's it's beyond me, you know. So I put myself aside in order to do the research for 25 years. I, I isolated myself as a hermit. 
in order to serve to serve my mission and bring forth this knowledge when the time was right because I knew that we were heading towards disclosure you know ever since uh, 2016 when the first whistleblowers came out I knew that my time was coming that they were um, you know bringing forth little pieces of data so that I could come in and kind of put it all together and that's what I did with my book our cosmic origin explaining the whole cosmic history of our earth well, well I'm interested in that because it seems like we've been so mind controlled First, I mean, this is how I think of it. The Anunnaki, you know, program people either become gods or to search for gold. I mean, or to be obsessed with that um, consciousness of making money and destroying whatever is in the way to do that. That's what I call the, the worship or the mining for gold. And on top of that, there's the archons that have controlled our emotional body and sucked the energy from our fears, our dramas, our depression, all that. So those two forces are have been dominated humanity for the last 10,000 years. So do you agree with that? And what's happened? What can we do about it? Yes, I agree with that. Um, uh, but luckily, those uh, forces have been already... Uh neutralized and uh, counteracted by the by the forces of good or the benevolent species the federation you know even higher evolved beings beyond the federation are assisting us um so yeah those those archon forces have been dealt with you know the uh the the draco are no longer um operating in our galaxy we've already eliminated them the only ones that are, are left are that are looking around or hiding somewhere in our solar system but when the flash takes place they know they're going to be nuked when, Let's talk about this flash. Yeah, um, I've heard you talking about it. Everyone's talking about a solar flash, like somehow 2025, 2030. So can you give us your perspective on that? Yeah, it's it's been prophesied in all of the ancient records from every world's um, region. Uh, you know, from the you could see it in the Bible as this great purging of fire. You could see it in the uh, ancient Sanskrit uh, literature as the Frasho Kareti. Uh, so every every culture, you know, talked about a time where um, a some sort of fire would purge the wicked off and only and, and upgrade and exalt the righteous of the planet, uh, giving us a whole new heaven and a whole new earth. So that's what the solar flash is. It's it's an event that has been predicted by our by the ancients um, in in order to give us like a time frame as to when when the shift of the ages would take place so the solar flash is not just about the upgrade of hum humanity into the next stage of of uh of evolution which is human 3.0 uh but it's also the transformation or the shifting of one age to the next and this is something that has occurred you know uh, every twenty six thousand years as our solar system goes around the galactic core so that's what the, the solar flash is all about it's about uh planetary and stellar activation cycles that are now coming into culmination as I speak. I know that a lot of people have been concerned that there might be a hacking of this solar flash. Well, they're, they're, they tried, the dark side has tried. Hold on, I'm trying to like adjust my phone here. Um, are, am I vertical or am I sideways? Yeah, you're vertical you're like vertical. that. You're okay. Good. You're good. okay, good, I just wanna make sure. Um, yeah, the, the dark side had tried many times through CERN, but luckily the uh, Earth Alliance and the Y Hats uh, took uh, over CERN as of uh, 2018. That's when, no, I'm sorry, 2021. Just recently, within the last year, they took over CERN. So the whole purpose of CERN was to alternate us or throw us into an alternative timeline in order to merge us with the with the right. Omega Galaxy or the Omega version of the Milky Way. See, what most people don't understand is that 
there's different versions of the Milky Way galaxy because there are parallel alternative universes. And one version, you know, the dark side won the war, and that's called the Omega version. That's where everything's infested with AI. There is no more biological life. And the only uh, biological life that is still remaining is the, the life that they're still using as battery resources to power up their own, you know, AI, time loop, phantom matrix, false realities. And so that's, that's called the, the, uh, the Omega Galaxy. So we're part of the Alpha Galaxy. And the Alpha Galaxy, the forces of light, uh, you know, begin this house cleansing from the higher dimensions. And, they're, and, and now they're like just kind of cleaning up the mess here in our planet. So in, in the Alpha Galaxy, the light won the war. So what the negatives have been trying to use with the Cabal, um, use CERN, is to alter uh, or to throw us into the Omega version of our galaxy. But that didn't happen because the white hats took over yeah, but so, what's, what's the time frame for the flash that you're looking at what timeline according to my research um i'm going to stick to my original prophecies that was given to me by the high command um and they told me by no later than 2024 and that's wow. what, I, what i talked about in my book yeah that's incredible i mean it's coming what can we do i mean are we if we're in a positive frame of mind and uplifting the energy, uh, do we still have to protect ourselves or do we just welcome it? I mean, what do you suggest? We're going to be going for a free ride. All we have to do is just make sure that 51% uh, of, our, of our daily activities is in service to others in order to make it. You know, the only people that are not going to make it are the wicked. You know, this right. is, is, yeah, this is a time where the wicked are going to be purged away from all existence. They've already been, yeah, they've already been purged from the higher dimensions. That's why, they, you know, the war started off in the higher dimensions, and it's just been trickling down the dimensions. And now it's like just about to take place here, where the victory is of the light, because um, the fact that they've already won the war in the higher dimensions. So, you know, as that, as that, stating, as that uh, statement goes, as above, so below. <laughs> so what so. will we see, what can we expect to see here then, you know, <laughs> 2024 when this happens will will it be sudden will we like feel it and then how is this going to emerge after oh it's yes it's exciting. Gonna, it's really right. exciting well it's um right now it's a gradual process it's it's been uh, speeding up you know it's we're already actually um the fifth dimensional earth is already coexisting with the third dimensional earth but on a different frequency so as our bodies become uh as the right vibrational frequencies of our own bodies begin to increase then um once we reach that climax where we're ready to shift into the fifth dimension, that's when the sun's going to release the final, you know, flash that's going to totally catapult us into the fifth dimensional earth that is already here coexisting, but on a different dimension. Well, so it's going to be sudden. Will Most we definitely. like know? Like, yes. when, like I wake up at seven and then by 10, I'm a new woman. You are. You're gonna, yeah. You're going to regress to looking 30. I got to know. Yeah, okay. You're gonna, All right. You're, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Your, your, your body's going to transform into a new body that's going to allow you to exist in the fifth dimensional reality. And uh, therefore, you're going to be looking, you know, very young, very youthful, because in the fifth dimension, there is no more aging. We live for thousands of years, you know, just yeah. like our Pleiadian brothers do. We drop this body then. Now, right between the third and the and the fifth. And sometimes I feel really tired. Sometimes I feel really not tie. I mean, is that the process that some of us are going through? Absolutely, yeah. Because your body's changing at a very subatomic molecular level, so your body's trying to adjust to the new frequency. So it takes a lot of energy out of you to do so. So that explains why we feel lethargic during the day, and we just, right. you know, we're we're up and down, you know. Right. Yeah. So those are the symptoms. Yeah. It feels like we're going between the fifth dimension and the third dimension. I feel like I go through it 
<laughs> all day. Like I, I raise the frequency and then I become human again. And then I sort of seem to be in a different vibration. This is, this is really profoundly exciting to break through the, the control that's been happening on planet Earth. So mm -hmm. you're actually saying that with the solar flare, 2024, the upgrade, we will finally release the hold that the dark has had on the planet and everything will shift at that point. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. It's going to be a whole new heaven and a whole new earth. It's almost like the entire cosmos, cosmos is going to be rebooted and all the AI, all the negative archons, all the negative entities are just going to be purged within a second. Well, what can we do for our bodies to make it easier? Do we, I, I mean, I feel like I need more sleep. I mean, anything you recommend to keep adjusting to the new vibration? Plen drink plenty of water. Um, also, you make sure you're putting uh, good nutritional um, food in your body. Organic, you know, uh, if you're going to eat meat, make sure it's 100% certified, uh, you know, free range raid, uh, yeah. raised without pesticides or hormones. Um, just make sure that you're not taking any more bad stuff, you know, because your body is is going to uh, transform um, within a split second when this flash takes place. And you want to make sure that your body's also alkaline. So make sure you take a lot of greens, you know, chlorella, spirulina is good for that. Right. There's That's some helpful. there's some quote in the Bible or some some text or uh, uh, that the body will be turned into light in a flash. Is that sort of a prediction? Or yes, yes, because we're, we're moving from a carbon based uh, DNA structure into a crystalline uh, based DNA structure. So. So, yes, that's absolutely correct. Our body's going to go from a, you know, very dense to a lighter, uh, less dense. And it's going to turn into well, when we sh when we transform, we're going to turn into light, but then we're going to be um, be able to um, acclimate into our, our new form within, you know, seconds. Well, and, and Go ahead, John. So Go for ahead. some of us who have families, I was listening to you and Nicholas yesterday, and we were talking about children, you know, especially volunteers who have children. I'm a volunteer who has children. My children are not in the starseed mode at this moment. So what about some of us who have our higher frequency and our families also? Are they allowed to go with us? Are they going to be part of that other frequency? Uh, yes, they're going to go with us. Um, and even if they're not highly or very advanced souls, like some of the, the people that are down here, uh, they're at least going to go into the fourth dimension, which is still a better world. And even if you, um, if you go to the fifth dimension and they go to the fourth, you're still going to have the ability to lower your frequency and pop into the fourth dimension and be with them. But to them, you're going to be like an angel. <laughs> you know? You're going to be very angelic looking. Yeah. She I already am sometimes, just so you know. Joan of angels. But talk about what this new world then will look like. How will society interact and what will it be like, you feel? Yeah, it's going to be um, very, put it this way, everyone's, everyone's dreams, everyone's ideal reality is going to manifest. So it's going to be a world full of abundance. Uh, it's going to be a world where um, there is no division anymore. Uh, we're going to be one planetary uh, brotherhood and sisterhood. Um, it's going to be a world where, um, you know, people are going to be telepathic. So the need to communicate with words is going to be yesterday's news. Um, we're also going to be part of the galactic community. So we're going to be positively interacting with uh, extraterrestrials from other parts of our galaxy and other galaxies. So it's going to be totally different. It's going to be kind of like 
what we see in you know these sci-fi movies where they have these futuristic buildings that are like breach the top of the clouds and uh, are made out of some sort of uh, um, aluminum alloy, you know, right. a different type of material. So it's going to be beautiful. And, and, and also the earth is going to be cleansed from all the pollution, from all the toxins, you know, so the, the oceans are going to be cleansed, the atmosphere. Um, it's almost like we're returning back to the natural way of things, but except all the uh, buildings and, and the transportation systems are all going to be based on free energy technology. So it's going to be totally better than this world. So it's going to take time to build that world, right? With those fruit. Once we get in 2024, the flash happens and then we start the new world. Well, well, this is the kicker. Uh, that world is already fully intact, coexisting in a parallel reality with this earth. <laughs> so all we're going to do is just translate into that world, and it's already going to be set. We don't have so, to do anything. So we can kind of tap into that new world right now with our consciousness and be part Absolutely. of that creation of shifting our DNA, of shifting our consciousness into that new timeline for us. So we can actually oh, yes. do that right now. Just talking about it, I imagine really prepares the way for this yeah yeah some many uh, people are already living in the fifth dimensional earth they're so, no longer a part of the third dimensional chaos anymore right right but is this the big push for government disclosure do i mean the government has inside information that something's up something's coming and what's the relationship then between you know the release of government documents and the fifth dimension awareness is that the release of do government documents um, and the coming up of like yes we're not alone basically I mean the unrolling of disclosure you know well it, it's it's one thing is going to lead to the next first we're going to have EBS you know we're going to have uh, an exposure of of the dark side and all their crimes against humanity and which is going to be followed by um, advanced uh, interstellar technologies that uh, they're going to be introducing to us. And then that's going to also coincide with first contact with the Galactic Federation. So it, it, first contact is already, um, it's already being, um, they're already preparing for that. You know, the, you know if, if people really knew that there's a lot of extraterrestrials that are working with the Y-Hats, it's not the Y-Hats by themselves. The Y-Hats have all the support of the Pleiadians, the Lyrans, the Arcturians, and Andromedans, and all the positive races out there. So we, we have the support of, of hundreds of thousands of different humanoid-like advanced races that are here supporting the Alliance. So we're going to be introduced to them as our brothers and sisters. Yeah. Great. Yeah, John. No, no, that sounds good. So one of the things that I, I was listening to yesterday that really interested me, you were talking about Dolores Cannon, you and, and Nicholas, and we were talking about the volunteers that came in and the, the first, second, and third waves. So I am a first wave, obviously, probably Alan is too, the volunteers. And I remember years ago that when I became a minister in the in the movement of spiritual and awareness, my, my ministry was supposed to be, I was just to show up in a room and listen and hold mm -hmm. space. It was never about what I did, but about just being present. And I remember being so upset by that, that I didn't have an actual purpose. And yesterday you were confirming that volunteers come in to hold the light. So can we talk a little bit about that and then the, and then segue into the true role of the star seeds as I was hearing you talk about? Sure, so the first waivers uh, came in in the 50s and 60s. Um, and they were uh, here to set the foundation. 
the grid lines, the uh, energetic field of the higher dimensional reality. So just your mere presence uh, is was sufficient enough because uh, you brought forth a... You see, what we are is we're anchor points of the higher photonic energies of the gamma rays that are coming in. So the first waivers had it the worst because um, they came in into a very dark world, very dense world, and it was very hard for them to adjust to this other reality. So it was very hard for them. Unfortunately, uh, some of them uh, committed suicide. And uh, those that didn't are the ones that um, laid the foundation for the second waivers. And then when the second waivers came in, uh, late 60s, um, early 70s, and I think even late 70s, uh, they were also um, very, um, I guess, uh, instrumental in, in, in further expanding that energy field of higher reality or higher frequencies on the planet. So they're the ones who, who created the, uh, the fifth dimensional grid for the third seaters to come in and then, you know, of course, uh, finalize the work. So it, the, the, the Starseed program um, was, uh, was broken off into three stages by the galactic community in order to uh, you know, um, allow the Earth to gradually shift into higher density and move away from the negative timeline that was going to um, lead the Earth into a nuclear holocaust, you know, yeah. which is what we averted because of our mere presence. We were able to collectively shift the vibrational uh, frequency of the planet uh, and, you know, therefore cause the awakening that is now taking place. Yeah, so, it's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's great. Um, someone asked in my chat, what's your, why do you, why do you work with astrology and tarot? What's the emphasis with that and your work? I don't work with astrology and tarot. Those are my, my friends. Yeah, they specialize in that. Yeah, oh, I, I don't know anything about tarot. Oh, okay. Someone How do you work with people then? That's uh, well, a great question. I, I, we're collaborating, you know, we're, we're teaching people uh, spirituality, esoteric knowledge and wisdom in order to uh, help them, um, you know, become more evolved, more consciously advanced, multidimensional. So um, that's the whole purpose. You know, I, I team up with people who are, who are very positive, who, who want to share their knowledge in order to uplift others as well. So are there techniques, though, besides that, um, like breath work and like you said, clean water, but do you specialize in anything particular that you've developed as your own kind of uh, modality? Well, I, I do various, I teach various techniques that uh, help people um, connect with their galactic self, which is uh, existing on a mothership. Uh, so yeah, we, we're, we're existing on different levels of reality all simultaneously. And that's one of the things that I've been talking about in the last few months. It's hard for people to grasp their mind around that concept. But uh, yes, uh, we have you know many versions of ourselves that are existing in all the dimensions, all the way up to the twelve. <laughs> so, so what I do is I teach uh, a, a Starseed cosmology course. Uh, I've been teaching it online since June, uh, and it's been going great. You know, a lot of the people who are applying the uh, knowledge and the techniques are actually getting results now, and uh, they're they're having access to their own akashic records. They're having access to their multi-dimensional versions of themselves, and more. And as a result, they're getting more knowledge and downloads. So, so what's that's the website that people can go to sign up for that course. Uh, yeah, it's uh, the link is in my bio. But for those that don't have Instagram, what I could do is that I could give you guys a uh, the link, and you guys could probably put it on the on the description here. Yeah, we okay, can. Great. Yeah, okay. I, I still have I still have uh, spots left for the September class. They they filled up pretty quick just because they're you know a lot of starseeds are being attracted to this information at at this time. So it's a real training then, like an advanced degree in learning how to use the skills you came here to use. 
Yes, not only that, but I'm also giving them in-depth information about the cosmos, um, different dimensions, uh, different types of the different categories of uh, planetary, stellar, galactic civilizations. Uh, We discuss um, over 15 different star races that are working with us to see which ones they identify with. So, so it's, it's really more about uh, triggering their memories, um, giving them uh, the different categories of ET so that they could see who, who they relate with as we describe the different characteristics of each ET race. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's just more than just, you know, it's not just giving them t- techniques and methods and, and here, this is how you do it, but it's also giving them a thorough understanding of the cosmos. <laughs> So the star seeds have come down. I'm sorry, Alan. You'll get the next oh, one. Go ahead. Go ahead. Going so fast. It's so fun. <laughs> okay. Um, so the star seeds, then, from what I'm ga- gathering, they're the change agents, aren't they? Yes, they, they can. They seem Absolutely. to be so advanced. I, I hear them talking on on conferences, and it's really advanced tech things that I've never even thought of. So, they're they're they're, they're tell us about their role then in the coming times. Well, the role is manifold. You know, their first their first mission is to be here and to raise the vibrational frequency of the planet of the collective, which was the catalyst for the great awakening awakening that is now taking place. Uh, their second part of the role is to remember their mission and who they are as galactic ambassadors, as you know, interdimensional, multidimensional beings with amazing powers and abilities. And the third part of their mission is that after the ascension, the star seeds are going to be in charge of the new universes. They're going to be like the ultimate guardians uh, with their newfound powers. Uh, as our body transform into meta-human, we're going to be like the the Avengers. We're going to be like the, you know, like uh, the Justice League, but not only, uh, you know, over our Earth, but over many galaxies. <laughs> is the Ascension different than the solar flare? Or is that, wh- wh- how do you qualify the Ascension? Like, what will that be? It's the same thing. They're one and the same, you know. The, oh, I yeah, yeah, the solar flare, um, is going to be triggered by the ascension of the planet. Yes. And is there a point where we start to merge with our star galactic essences? Do we become like embodied or do we still live in separate realities? No, we, we integrate those realities into the now, into the here and the now. So you're going to be collapsing your galactic self into yourself as your, as your body regresses back to the age of 30. Yes. Wow. So does that mean like becoming one with our interdimension, higher dimensional self? In yes, sense? absolutely. Okay. Yes. This and is excitingly interesting. <laughs> so this is your mission, I guess, or maybe there's more to your mission because once that happens, there'll be another level of the mission. But for right now, your mission is to wake people up, would you say? Yes, wake people up, activate the star seeds, and also prepare for one last clash against AI in the future. In about a thousand years' time, uh, we're going to uh, clash with um, with an alternative multiverse called the Phantom Matrix, which is a multiverse that was developed by AI and it's inhabited by AI only. No biological life forms exist there. So at the end of the millennium, the metahumans of the Earth are going to do a final clash against the you know this other multiverse. That is imbi- that is uh, that is hosted by artificial intelligence. But is there a reason on a soul level that we have the conflict? I mean, some people say that's how people evolve spiritually is to embrace the conflict and move th- move through it. Is, is that what you see, or is that just kind of a, an annoyance in the way of us having a you know an awakened time? 
Well, um, sometimes it is through conflict that we uh, become more, um, how can I say, it? we continue expanding, you know. Yeah. Otherwise, we become stagnant. If there's no opposition, there's no growth. So, you know, sometimes opposition is necessary in the cosmos. So in a way, we could even say that Lucifer was just playing a very vital role for the overall expansion of the cosmos. Mm-hmm. Well, that is true. No, that is true. Look at how much people have woken up the last two years in this grand initiation. And um, so I have I have a couple of other questions about this. Sure. So how do you see the unfolding between now and the solar flash? I mean, I'm sure that there might be some challenges that we need, to, yes or no, over the next couple of years until this happens. From what I understand, uh, because the Y-Hats and the Earth Lions are now fully in control, uh, what we're going to see is just the the, ex- the exposure of the Cabal, the, the bringing down of the Dark Brotherhood and the Dark Occultists that have been running them, because we've already uh, eliminated their alien Dark Overlords and the AIs over them. So, in a sense, uh, we're just going to be experiencing disclosure, you know, in the next couple of years. One thing's going to lead to the next. So, yeah, things are going to be changing dramatically. It's exciting, exciting times. All right, I have another question. Um, We're talking about creator gods. And Mm -hmm. I know that many of us believe we're creator gods. We came down here. But you said yesterday, I heard you say that every, is it every human or is it every star seed will become, can we talk about that a little bit, will become a creator god? Yes, every human. Are there? I guess. Is well, also- there's, depending on the number of, of organized universes that exist, because each universe is overseen by one of the creator gods and daughters of the cosmic uh, trinity. So we have what we call the central universe, the always existing universe, which is what I reveal in my book. And the children of the always existing universe are uh, descending from the highest regions of reality to the lower. So they become the first creator gods of universes. Now, in turn, the creator gods of universes also had children. And those children uh, became, you know, also creator gods of new universes. Because as I speak, every day, new and new universes are being born. So what we're doing here on the earth is we're actually here as gods and goddesses in training to become overseers and guardians of universes. So everybody, yeah, every us? soul goes through that process. Yeah, that's every soul goes through a process of upgrading and training to become a creator god. Absolutely, of a of, yes. a, of their own universe. Okay, yes. who's the creator god of our universe? Um, he goes by by the name of Michael. You know, he's got Mar- Michael the Archangel, Lord Michael, um, the chief angel of of all the ho- heavenly hosts, is the prince of our universe. He's the Omni King. He's equivalent to the what we see in the movie Thor. He is like uh, Odin. You know, <laughs> he's in charge of our, our of the the twelve realms of our universe instead of the nine. <laughs> so once we create our universe, what what's what happens next? I mean, what is that about? What? Well, then yeah. we once we 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 become overseers of universe it's because your consciousness ascended all the way up to the 12th dimension which which means that you uh, reach the level of becoming a universe because in a sense you're overseeing your own universe you see we're creating our own universes as i speak yeah so in a sense uh, as you evolve and as you reach higher and greater levels of consciousness and as you become one with the planet one with the star one with the galaxy uh, and then finally, you reach completion when you become one with the universe. Once you become one with the universe, that means that your individual um, unit of consciousness is merged with the um, totality of the consciousness that embodies the universe. Then you are given, you become a universe in a sense where you're the universe that you're overseeing, but yet you're also um, 
overseeing it at the same time. So you're you're part of that universe, but yet you're also overseeing it with a physical body. It's hard to explain. No, it's but, like uh, painting and jumping into the painting while you're painting it. I mean, exactly. That, yeah, that's, that's why I've always I've always believed that the creator and the creation are one and the same. There is no separation. But in a sense, we're doing this now as we even speak. We're creating this reality on that level, on some level. Would you say? Yes, absolutely. So everything that we're doing now is leading to the creation of your universe. Yes. I, so, but and, you also. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. And, and the reason and the reason why there's about 10 new universes that are being uh, born each day is because every day there are beings that are ascending to the 12th that are, have completed the ascension process and have merged with everything. And once they merge with the consciousness of a universe, then they become their own universe as they also oversee it in an individual physical form, just like the way we have as guardians, you know, so of that universe. Day, every day, 10 people ascend to that level these human humans or are these around the the multiverses uh, around the multiverses those are beings that have already reunited with with source but they've become one with everything yes we have a long way to go john we're sort of in kindergarten <laughs> <don't> we? <laughs> well yeah third, the, the, third, the third dimension is like first grade in in, in comparison yeah. to the uh, scale of the uh, school systems you know the third dimension right. is first grade and then the 12th dimension is is graduation that's when you reach completion you know that's when you graduate from high school and then you get your own university you know and you become a creator god right. and then I'm you go get my diploma really quickly university and they would say university. but um <laughs> the you just to back up a little bit you mentioned the white hats a couple of times who are they how would you define them and, and they're they're a coalition of uh, over 130 countries being led by the descendants of Jesus and Mary Magdalene. Throughout wow. medieval times, they were protected by the Knights Templars. They are the Holy Blood and Holy Grail that now proliferated into thousands and thousands of people. And they're all genetically interrelated, just like the Dark Hats, just like the elites. The, uh, the Dark Hats uh, are, inter are genetically interrelated because they, they're human-reptilian hybrids. Well, we also have the... Uh, the white hats who are genetically interrelated because they're um, what we call lyran Pleiadian humanoids <laughs> in human form. So which bloodline are they and who would they the, be? They would the come from the uh, Lyrian Syrian bloodline. That's who the white hats are. So, you know, you know, Mr. T, uh, Mr. P from Russia, uh, they're all genetically related. You know, the uh, Princess Diana, um, who else? Lincoln, Jefferson, the founding fathers, uh, General Patton, General Grant. Those are all you know, uh, what's his name? Um, Andrew Jackson, um, Thomas Jefferson. They're all interrelated. Yeah, they're all but part of the White Hats. There's been this eternal war between the White Hats and the Black Hats that are going for thousands of years. Why does it shift now? Why is it ending? Because uh, we're at the end of a cycle. Not only are we finishing a 2,160-year cycle, which marks the end of one, um, I guess, what they call the, the zodiac into the next, but yeah. we're also ending a 5,000-year cycle, which is known as the World Age. And then we're also ending a 26,000-year cycle, which is called the Platonic Year. So because we're at the end of the cycle, uh, see, the, the dark side was only given about uh, temporary control of our planet during the days of Atlantis. They, they knew that they had a limited amount of time to bring about their, their world domination. And they failed, even though they, had, they tried several times, right? All the empires, the, Rome, you know, the, the Catholic Church, I mean, they, they, they really tried, but they failed. And so the White Hats have always existed to kind of keep the balance until the time was right for them to, to um, you know, um, defeat the dark side and bring forth a new golden age, which is what we call heaven on earth. So that's why the White Hats have the upper hand now, because all the, the, um, 
the prophecies, all the uh, planetary and stellar alignments are aligning into their favor. It's already about that time. So how does that trigger a solar release? Are, th are there must be forces that are connected to the, the mechanisms of the sun to then release this? I mean, can you explain that? Because, I mean, how the, our connection, our upgrade, and the solar energies that are here to help us go to the next level. Well, because we're living in a conscious sentient universe. So, you know, the, the, the ascension is a collaboration not only of intelligences, benevolent species, extraterrestrials, but it's also a collaboration of planets, stars, and galaxies that are working together to um, secure the existence of all bio biological life forms in, in the multiverse. And that's the reason why there's a collaboration taking place between the sun. The sun is a living entity. It's communicating data through the gamma rays. And that data is in turn communicating with our, our body at the cellular level, which is uh, um, instructing our DNA to uh, uh, create new sequences of codons and so on and so forth. So it's it, a genetic mutation that will happen in a good way when, we, when the solar flare is released. The DNA shifts its frequency um, containers in a way yes yes the frequency is already being uh it's already being raised so it's just a matter of the body um shifting in order to match the new frequency so that's what's that's what's happening now so okay so we have another question from rob mm -hmm. uh, can we be are we the white hats also oh yes yes all the truthers out there all the 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 light warriors and the people that are for you know up Truth. Um, I'm sorry about that. I got a call. All the people out there that are that are truthers, that are exposing the truth, that are bringing awareness, are all part of the alliance. Yes, we're all considered alliance. All right. I like I like that concept. So I I have a on a different topic about angels and and star family. You know. Mm -hmm. um, so where do the celestials, the angelic realms, fit in with our extraterrestrial people? They're one and the same. The angels of the Bible and the gods of mythology and the guardian races or what we call the benevolent ETs of today are all one and the same. Yeah. Got it. So but they don't all have wings. But I'm they're sorry? not all exactly the same because they all have different functions and frequencies, right? I mean, there makes what's there's a difference between their maybe job assignments or their what they bring to this planet, right? Do, right. Can you talk? Yeah. Yes, um, all the beings from the fifth dimension and up are considered light beings or angelics uh, because they're not mortal. You know, they live for hundreds of thousands of years, thousands of years, and some, you know, live forever, uh, depending on the level of reality in which they operate. So um, they're all known as the hosts of heaven, and, and we are part of that family. In fact, the human species here on the earth um, was, um, was the completion of, of, of a process that I call the descent of spirit into matter. But um, in essence, our, our ancestors are the angelics. Our ancestors are the galactics. They are the gods and the goddesses. So we come from that lineage. And so that's what we are as well. We're angels in human form. Mm -hmm. And so when our body transforms into its new form, uh, we're going to become the most powerful angels in the multiverse. And all the other angels know that. And that's why they're here serving us. Because mm -hmm. in, in the end, uh, we're going to be above them, you know, including the archangels. Yes. Mm -hmm. But what about the Pleiadians and the Arcturians and, you know, Syrians? How, how do they fit into an angelic cosmology? Well, they operate on different levels of reality. So, for instance, the Pleiadians are assisting us from the fifth dimension. The Arcturians are assisting us from the seventh dimension. And the uh, Syrians are assisting us from the ninth dimension. 
So they're all working together, yes, from different levels of reality. And then, and then, he, and then we even have beings beyond the Syrians that are also assisting us. <laughs> uh, yeah, those of you that are stars, you, uh, some people are really loving your work in the chat. You know, telling people to read your book. What? How many books do you have now? I, I've written two, and I'm currently working on a third book, which is going to be a sequel to our Cosmic Origin. So I would recommend to read our Cosmic Origin, because if you don't, well, by the time I publish my sequel or Cosmic Origin Volume 2, you, you'll be lost. You'll, you'll have no clue what I'm talking about. So it's a, it's, it's a prerequisite to read our Cosmic Origin. <laughs> and, and so what are you going to be talking about in your second book? Oh, it's going to be explaining the future. It's going to be explaining the uh, the cosmic, the ongoing cosmic war with AI and how we finished it. You know, a thousand years from now. Uh, so the second book is mainly going to be about prophecy. It's going to all just uh, give us a glimpse of what what reality is going to be like in the next few thousand years, and then also what reality is going to be like in the next millions of years as we become creator gods of universes. So it's going to go deep. Yeah. Uh, who would you say, if you want to name anyone who's working with you that you know of, like who who are you aligned with on this? Um, um, I'm aligned with all the benevolent forces, the Alliance, the Y Hats, the Galactic Federation. Um, I'm also, well, the thing is, is I'm I'm what we call what you call an Azurite. An Azurite is a member of the uh, Celestial Order of of the Emerald Covenant. So, um, I as a result of that, you know all the benevolent races are, are working together with me in support right. of my work. Yeah. Was St. Germain a part of that as well? Uh, St. Germain is, is a part of the, of the white brotherhood. Yes. He, he is part of the, uh, of the guardians. Yes, he is. And, and so are the other ascended beings, Sai Baba, Dijua Kul, you know, El Moria, uh, Kuan Yim. Uh, they're all members of the white and uh, what we call it, not the white as, as far as skin color, but the light brotherhood. Yeah, let's just use the term light. Last time I, I, I said the return of the white brotherhood, people were, were thinking that I was being racist and, and I meant to say light brotherhood. <laughs> no, no, well, you're right. It's Absolutely. been used in the past, but yeah, it's not yeah. about the white race. It's about the illumination the yes, exactly. of light. So, when you first started waking up, um, how did you integrate all this knowledge? Because you're educating people now, but how, what was your process of trying to understand this greater universes that we're part of? How, how did you do that? How did you put it all together? Well, you know, um, you know the thing is, I was the more I really? studied, the more I the more I studied, the more I learned, the more I wanted to learn. Right. So I, I was when I was researching and as I was getting downloads and I, I was actually seeing how everything would fit fit in like a puzzle. So I was putting things together in my head and I just couldn't quite explain it in words. So but I had the concept there. So it took me a while to write it into words. But for, for many years, um, you know, I, I was thinking that. Um, everybody on this planet needs to know this information, but I, I've always felt that I, I was being guided by something greater than myself. You know, right. so, were you yeah. shocked when you heard about the solar flare? Would you say, Oh my God, I mean, that's pretty intense. Um, I heard about that 20 years ago and oh. I, I thought it was coming in 2012, but then I, when I realized that we were operating under the wrong calendar, uh, oh. not the right timekeeping system, that's when I realized that it was like, you know, 12 to 14 years off into the future. Do you have an exact date besides 2024? Is there like a 
Well, for sure, no later than 2028, because uh, 20, wait, between, by 2026, between 2026 and 2028, we are going to reach what is called a solar maximum as far as the flares are concerned. So right mm. now we're experiencing solar minimum, but uh, solar maximum is going to, you know, uh, happen in between 2026 and 2028. So I would say no, no later than 2028. But and are there symptoms associated with that? Or uh, waking well, up more? Have. Yeah, everything, headaches, you know, bodily aches, you know, um, uh, waking up in the middle of the night. <laughs> so all those are symptoms of, of the upgrades that are taking place. I still yeah. do that. Right. But there's, there's been evidence of past solar flares where you see those cave drawings and the light. And was that an upgrade or is that doing the same thing this one will do? Or what were those previous flares for? I mean, they were to... Uh, Trans transition the current world that was in a dark period into a golden age. So every time there's a solar flash, and it's uh, our, I guess our solar system goes around the central sun known as Alcyon every 26,000 years. So every time it goes around Alcyon, it goes through this period of light for about 2,000 years, and then it, and it goes back into a period of darkness for about 10,000 years. So um, according to my research, uh, our solar system has uh, experienced about 5,500 cycles of that. So we're already there. We've are we're not going to experience a dark age anymore. In other words, you know, we've already completed that many of times. So now, now things are going to be different. Now it's almost like, like the Earth is is getting ready to become the um, the hub of the entire cosmos, and be wow. kind of like the new headquarters world where the new guardians are going to be stationed on the Earth that are going to oversee other guardians. Um, for instance, like when the Earth um, finally gets restored to her original place in the multiverse. You know, the guardians of the earth are going to oversee the multiverse, the new multiverse. And then at the same time, there's going to be guardians who are going to be seeing individual universes. And then within each universe, there's going to be other guardians who are going to be overseeing each galaxy. Uh, and then within each galaxy, there's going to be other guardians who are going to be in charge of each constellation. And then within each constellation, there's going to be other guardians who are going to be in charge of different systems, which is a conglomerate of like, you know, 60, anywhere from 50 to 60 solar systems and a thousand worlds. And then within each system, each guardian is going to oversee a planet. So everything's going to be monitored, just like the way it was in this creation. But it's wow. going to be us, us that are going to be doing it now. <laughs> That's great. Okay. I am so ready for this, by the way. It is going to be really nice to have a planet that is in a higher light frequency. Most of us have not known what that's like. So I'm really optimistic after, like, during this. Yeah. Just is, I, I just have another question about the solar flares. Is it just going to be one big one? Or I, what I get is that we'll be have, like, many flares and then maybe, like, the major one. Do you get that? too like will be like there'll be a warning or like a activation that will show us it's coming absolutely yes it's, it's going to happen it's already happening actually in, in increments that's why within the last few months we've uh -huh. had the strongest cmes that have been coming in but that's all leading to the flesh that's why i believe it's going to happen before 2024 because these cmes are coming in stronger than ever it's like a quickening yeah. I, and yeah, i can absolutely. feel that too i i have a another subject can i go and ask sure. that for a second i know we're talking about full disclosure is going to be happening of uh, pretty soon are there hidden continents say on this planet are there things about our earth that are going to be revealed also oh absolutely yes there's a lot of uh well, we could say that Atlantis and Lemuria are going to be fully intact uh, in the new Earth once once we translate to the fifth dimensional Earth. Um, and also, uh, there's, uh, I guess, a good portion of Antarctica 
is going to be like Greenland. It's not going to be icy anymore. And that exists already. So, yes, a lot of hidden continents are going to come to light when the solar plexus takes place. What about the inner Earth? What about the beings inside the Earth? That, do you know about them, the Agarthians? Yes, yes, the Agarthians, the Shambhalians, um, yes. and the rest of the yes. networks that have been living there for thousands of years are going to reunite with us. In fact, they're also assisting us from behind the scenes. A lot of members of the uh, High Priest of Telos um, and the uh, members of the Shambhalian spiritual councils are, have been working with the Earth Alliance and the Galactic Federation as well. So, Right, so it is a unification of humanity. And I mean, what do people, I mean, my vision is that once we get free energy and all that uh, higher activations, our true purpose of incarnation is to create, to create art and beauty and love and joy. I mean, that was the original purpose of incarnation. And I think that will come back online for all of humanity. Absolutely. Yes. We're going to go back to, you know, like the Renaissance time, except right. it's going to be for 2000 years, right? Where we're going to be living in a world where art is going to be expressed. Everyone's going to be able to, you know, uh, play music uh, freely and it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be like a Renaissance, but on a planetary scale. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And what, what will your be your job then, Ismail? What, what, well, yeah, what do you do then? I mean, you oh, as far as music is concerned, I like to no, play piano. As far as like all that, I mean, once oh. we get there, what's your dream? What do you, you know, we're all trying to get to just level playing field. <laughs> and then what do you do? I'm curious. Well, at that point, I'm just going to, um, you know, be very active in the new role of uh, overseeing the, the billions of galaxies from this earth as one of the guardians, you know, working with other guardians. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be extremely busy, you know, <laughs> so if I think I'm busy now, you know, this is nothing compared to what we're going to be engaged in after the Ascension. <laughs> well, I, I see some of your other selves doing your interviews for you, you know, and then these selves there, there you go. Yeah. doing the training. And why can't we fractalize <laughs> ourselves too, since that's what you're saying we already do in, in that kind of way? Um. Well, this has really been powerful. I feel like we've just been throwing questions at you, but I, I get a, a new understanding. Let me ask you one other question, and then I'll let Alan get in there. Yeah, and then, I, I don't know how much your time you have, but we, yeah, we can go a little longer. I just have uh, a few probably more. About, probably about 10 more minutes. Just okay. 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 So okay. so we're talking about continents being disclosed. You know, I've been doing a lot of reading about um, life beyond the ice walls. And Tartaria, you know, because you mentioned a society that for 2,000 years we're going to have a golden age. Did we have a golden age? Were the Tartarians actually part of that civilization? And is this Absolutely. all connected to civilizations beyond the ice walls? I'm on a new track in my life here. Yes, yeah, so there's many civilizations beyond the ice walls. You know, we have civilizations that are existing in Mars, uh, Venus, but on different dimensions. We have civilizations that are existing on Jupiter, inside Jupiter, because inside Jupiter, it's like a, it's hollowed out, just like the, just like most of the planets in the universe, they're all hollowed. You know, um, uh, we have civilizations that exist in. Um, I guess uh, on the fifth dimensional earth uh, and different versions of the earth that are coexisting with us. And then we have civilizations that exist on a parallel earth as well. <laughs> so civilizations are everywhere, you know, it's just a matter of reconnecting with them. But uh, yes, you know, we, we are going to reunite and, and Tartario actually did exist. It lasted for uh, hundreds of years before that history was uh, eliminated by the cabal. Um, and also uh, 
a beautiful golden age existed in uh, France uh, known as the Catharian period. Uh, and yeah. that was destroyed by the Jesuits and the Catholic Church. Uh, so these golden, these pockets of golden ages were emerging here and there after the fall of Atlantis. The longest, the, the longest one that lasted was the Tart Tartaria. And now that Tart Tartaria is uh, existing in the fifth dimensional Earth reality, which is where we're going to be heading upon the, the ascension. Okay. It's exciting to know the true history of the Earth, the true nature of biology, the advanced technologies, how to live together in a more compatible way. This is... This is an exciting future. I'm just wondering, I mean, before you go, is there anything you could like lead a meditation or an activation just so people watching can sort of get a download from you into a kind of higher consciousness awakening? Can you do something like that? Um, sure. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, we, we could do something like that. So uh, yes. I guess uh, if we could all just, you know, relax and take a few breaths. Okay, so I just would like to let everyone know that, um, you know, we're not just this body. We're actually the entire field of consciousness existing everywhere at once. So if you could visualize yourself as the earth at this time, you know, not just your physical body, but see, see yourself as the planet and then feel what it's like to be a planet. Feel the elements. You are the elements, the air, the fire, the wind, and the rocks. All the animals and all the the humans are existing on you, you are Mother Gaia. And now I want you to send everything love, you know, from the core of the earth I want, because you are the earth, I want you to radiate love to the entire sphere of the planet, uplifting every living thing. And then I want you to shift your consciousness into the star, the star that we are. Each and every single one of us has a corresponding reality as a star in one of the many galaxies. So see yourself as our star, sending energy to our entire solar system that engulfs the different lives and civilizations that we are unaware of at this time but send everyone love and be one with everything and then i also want you guys to take your focus into the galaxy as you are the galaxy you become the galaxy you are melchior and from the center point of the galaxy send love and light to to everything within within your galaxy, the billions of solar systems, the endless worlds, and all intelligent life is full of love because you're sending it to. And then once you feel the galaxy, I want you to feel the universe. You are the universe, sending love to the billions of galaxies that exist within your body, to all the life forms in those galaxies. You're sending them love, love, and light, and you are one with everything. See, at this point, I want you to realize that, you know, there is no you, that there is only us. Every single one of us is, is, a, is a cell within the body of the universe. And as you do so, expand your heart into a sphere around you in the shape of a Markaba and see yourself as a torsion field of light generating love, compassion, understanding to everything that exists within your body of, as a universe. 
Little, slowly but surely, just bring yourself back into your body or your particle self. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you. I felt yeah, you're welcome. I, there was a real shift, a vibrational shift I, I felt here. Yeah, so. me too. It brought me back to center because there's been we've been flying with these questions. We've been flying in outer space with you, Ishmael. It's been very, <laughs> I feel like it's been a very exciting interview. Yeah. Well, and thank you for all the work you're doing. I know it's not always easy being in human form to kind of deal with all that the stuff people throw at you and around. So thank you for sticking with it. I guess you didn't have a choice. Here you are, right? <laughs> Oh no! I had a choice. I, I volunteered. You did. And, oh yeah, yeah. I knew. I knew what I was getting into, and, and I did it because of my love for all life. Mm. We we all volunteered. And by the way, everyone, we are going to have Ishmael at the Portal to Ascension Ultimate Starseed Conference that's coming up in the fall. So we actually managed to book you to be a speaker for that, and I'm very excited. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Starseed looking, Conference. It's I'm your looking people. Forward to that. Yeah, You'll so meet some great. You'll meet some great starseeds there. I think this is our third starseed conference and people on parallel missions. And thank you for people to get in touch with you. They can go to where your Instagram, your um, pro Project Restoration One. But they have project to be careful. Yeah, yes, it's I'm only sorry. Project Restoration One because I have millions of uh, posers that are trying to be me. They're, you know, trying to, uh, I guess confuse people as to who the real Ishmael is. So uh, just make sure you put Project Restoration 1. Oh, what I could do is send you guys a link and you guys can put it in the description. So that way Perfect. you just click on that. Perfect. Then, but guys, for those I that, should tell you, I should tell everyone that if you get a sure. note when you try to Instagram them that says, do you want a reading? It is not Ishmael. Okay. okay. Yes, I don't do readings, people. Okay, so it's I'm not him. It happened to Victoria. That's why I, oh, I bring wow. that. But do you okay. think that's, is that the dark side trying to bring you down and kind of ruin your reputation? Yes, I believe so. Because I know I'm reaching thousands of people now. So now they're like on red alert, like, okay, this guy's a threat. <laughs> Let's right. try to confuse people or, you know, try to put a monkey wrench in his message somewhere. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think you're doing an amazing job, Ishmael. And the other day I was thinking, we are like a virus in the cabal or black hat system. I feel like somehow we, we've managed to grow and, and interrupt whatever they were doing, like a, somehow a virus. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, makes perfect even sense. The show, even <laughs> even the interview is like a like we're inserting new codes into into the stream. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate your your peace and centeredness and and, and speaking to the world like yeah, and yeah, and uh, like I like I said yeah. uh, earlier, I still have a few spots left for for my Starseed Cosmology course in September. So, if you guys want to secure your spot, uh, do it now. Otherwise, within the next few days, they're going to be um, taken over by. I mean, they're going to be secured by somebody else. Now, for those that want to read my book, um, you could order it on Amazon. It's called Our Cosmic Origin, but I, I will also give you guys the links to that. Yeah, I'll put that in the chat here. Our Cosmic Origins. Okay. Great, Wonderful. great, great. Thanks for your time today and talking. Maybe we'll do an update, me and Joan. Yes, yes. This was fantastic, Ishmael. We are really grateful for you. And guys, we are so grateful to you for listening and tuning in and being star seeds yourself and volunteers, all with this mission of, of really upgrading our planet. 
into the new reality, new earth. Right. So and thank you, everyone watching on YouTube. We have like over a hundred live viewers right now. So um, nice. we were up to almost 200 at one point. So we're good to go. Thank you so much, everyone. We will see you all next time. And guys, this is the launch of what is our, our show name? Wait a minute. <laughs> you know, Joan, uh, out of this world with Joe All right. Okay. Bye, thanks, everyone. Thanks, Ismael. Bye, and guys. thank you, everyone, for watching today. We all very appreciate it. Very grateful to you all. All right. Yes. Okay.